We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. This is the Friday morning DFS version. We are in week three already of the NFL season. I am Scott Jensted, joined as always by Andrew Laird. Um, Andrew, how are you this morning? We got two weeks in the book, and it's uh, time to get going. You said like week three already. Is is it flying by already for you? It kind of feels like it. Yeah, I feel like you know. All of a sudden, we know we think we know who's good and who's bad, and there's a. Uh, you know, Panthers are three and zero after last night. Although Christian McCaffrey got hurt, which is really a bummer for anybody who plays season long fantasy. Like that's like a league decider if he's out for a while. It's like you can't lose with him, and if you have, if you, if you lose him, you're in a lot of trouble all of a sudden. But um, yeah, I feel like it's flying along uh, pretty well. We got a big uh, big Niners game this weekend Sunday night against the Packers. Looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's clipping along pretty well. The reason why I agree actually that it's moving quickly, and the big reason is because usually it takes me until like week. four five or six to like really appreciate that the jets are toast, but it's like already happened. So like, it's kind of nice that like, it feels like it should be week six already because the hope is gone. They, uh, they do not look good. The worst part is that the offensive line was supposed to be like the big difference. Like they've had a horrible offensive line for years. Yeah. And they were like, if you just fix that, get some receivers, like Darnold should be okay. They get rid of Darnold, but they improve the offensive line. And then it turns out it's actually just as bad, if not worse. And, and Darnold's three and out. And now Darnold's three and with a former he, Jets wide receiver. As a Jets fan, he's he's not doing much at least. As a Jets fan, do you find yourself rooting for Donald, or do you like, oh my god, I hope this guy sucks because I just can't handle it if he's if he's good. Uh, to be honest, I was like a big Darnold supporter. Like I I fully thought it wasn't his fault, but I don't even think about him anymore. All right, That's like right. literally, I just he's just like. Somebody else. I feel like you might be in the minority on that one. I think that <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I, I think Jets fans probably care one way or the other. They either rooting for him because they're pissed at the Jets or rooting against them because they just can't deal with it. But it's an incredibly spiteful bunch. So I can't imagine. That yeah, that's, I was going to say uh, New yeah. York fans, uh, every once in a while, get a, little, <laughs> get a little excited about their teams, which is a good thing mm-hmm. for the most part. I love Yankees games are great. So I, I, I love that, but uh, they do get a little spirit of there with the media yeah. also. So, but let's jump into, uh, let's jump into week three. We've got uh, 13 games on the slate. 
Again, we have a, a nine four split, and you look at the early late games. Uh, primetime games, a reminder, we won't really talk about them very much because we uh, we're talking about the main slate, the the kind of the big tournaments and uh, and big cash games on on DraftKings and FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, Carolina Houston was last night. I don't think we missed too much there, although DJ Moore is kind of the man as always. Uh, Green Bay and San Francisco are playing Sunday night, and then we have Philly and Dallas, kind of an interesting game, but that's Monday night, so we'll kind of be uh, avoiding those. Luckily, we don't have to make any Ezekiel Elliott decisions, which is a, a good thing. Or or 49 running back decisions. That's like the two big weights off my back right there. Is there it was is there really really even a decision at this point? Like, isn't it just like a straight avoid? I I think so, but you know, people are gonna be like, well, if this if if Jacques Patrick is gonna be uh gonna be looking like the XFL, I think maybe we need to get him in there. But uh anyway, uh we got we got an interesting slate in terms of totals. We have we have four games that we have three games, especially that are huge totals. We have three games at 55 and over. Like usually we get like one or two of those a week yeah. and maybe one or two of those every, every two weeks. But then we have four games that are 44 and under. There's like a big, big shift in the schedule. Let's talk about the high total games first. We have uh, the one that's a little bit lower, Arizona at Jacksonville is 52, obviously a little bit lower because Jacksonville is there, but uh, you know, their offense has not been great so far. They look really good in the first drive last, last, last week and then kind of off the rails. Uh, Chargers Chiefs would be a big popular game that people want to play. Uh, DFS players at 55. Tampa and the Rams, kind of the marquee, like you know, America's game of the week kind of thing, 55 and a half. And Seattle and Minnesota kind of quietly in the mix too at 55. Like of those three games, you kind of – I think everybody gravitates towards the other two where they're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be a great back-and-forth game. But Seattle Minnesota, 55 also. You think people avoid that one? I don't think people avoid it. I just think the other two are like yeah. really like starstruck. Everybody's going to be one. I mean, everybody's talking about Tampa and the Rams. And you get Chargers Chiefs at any point. I mean, you get Chiefs with anybody, but Chargers Chiefs. I just want – I think that's – I think that's like the third most uh, most played game. I don't think it'd be avoiding it, but I think it'd, I think it's third in that list. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, th- I I think with any of those, you don't even have to get that cute because no. there are going to be enough people who are like, well, if everybody's going to play this game, I'll play the other one. And there's just going to be so much of that through the three that yeah. uh, I don't think any any particular team is going to be like overly popular because of it. Yeah, and it's a really good point. We have one of those games like everybody's like, how do I get the, yeah. how do I get the right mix of this game and with three of them? You know, you've got that's all of a sudden that's six quarterbacks, that's six uh, running backs, that's twelve to fifteen receivers. Like, there's a lot, a, a lot. lot you could do with those games, which is which is a really good thing. It's, it makes it more fun for us. I like, you know, high scoring games are great for DFS, and and multiple ones are really good for kind of uh, you know thinning out the uh, the, the uh, roster ship percentage a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, thankfully we can uh, we don't have to worry too much about it. I think. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, we have four games that are 44 and under. I mentioned earlier, we have uh, New Orleans and New England, which like three years ago would have been like a 55 game. Yeah. And crazy how things change. Uh, Jameis Winston and the Saints looked terrible last week against the Panthers. Um, after scoring 38 on Green Bay, they just they, they their offense looked brutal last week. Kamara had like seven fantasy points or something like that, which you just you just never see. Uh, and obviously, New England with the new quarterback, uh, you know, playing defense and not really scoring a lot at the moment. Uh, Cincy and Pittsburgh, also another game that uh, maybe we would have thought would have been a little higher. That's 43 and a half. Obviously, Roethlisberger has been struggling since he's been struggling a little bit too. Uh, Miami at Las Vegas is 44, and then the Jets in Denver. I, why the Jets are here every single week? I don't know why they don't ever play anybody with a massive offense. But uh, 41 and a half, Andrew. My gosh, that's uh, that's a brutal. You don't think that it's because of their excellent defense? No? Sure, let's. Say that's a positive way to look at it. But uh, yeah, Zach Wilson throwing the ball all over the yard. But uh, that's uh, it's a weird game. Like I don't think that I think that the Jets and Denver are not in places that we fully thought they'd be two weeks ago. I think we thought we'd see a little more from the Jets, maybe a little less from Denver. It's a interesting game. Uh, it's, I think it's like a ten and a half point spread or something. Like I was gonna that. say the the worst part is the fact that it's a game with the lowest total and a double digit spread, and you're just yeah, like this. Just this is how you find the worst team in the NFL. Adding insult to injury right there, and they're playing Denver, who's looked good, but. 
it's not like they're going into Arrowhead to play the Chiefs and it's a 12 point spread. It's uh, or whatever it's 10 and a half, I think. But uh, yeah, you think John Elway was still there? He is somewhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good point. He's, he's probably at he's probably at the game. But um, <laughs> so let's, yeah. let's jump in. Um, talk about who's going to be popular this week. You know, we, as we start to build a little bit, we look kind of the the optimal laps, the cash laps, the laps you're looking for. The, who you know who's going to be popular? I think that. Uh, at quarterback for me, it's three names, and we'll see if you agree with that I think it's I think it's Kyler, I think it's Mahomes, I think it's Tom Brady. Um, you know, Brady a little bit less maybe, but the price helps there. Uh, Kyler's eighty three hundred, Mahomes eighty two hundred, Brady with his nine touchdowns already sixty eight hundred. Obviously, he's facing the much tougher defense of the three. He's facing the Rams, who uh, you know he's faced the Cowboys and Falcons so far. So I'm not you can't say bad about Brady, but he has faced really bad defense so far. Um, Kyler's been the quarterback one in both weeks so far. We rarely see that. You know, there's always someone that has a huge week that uh, that, that 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 beats the top guys. But um, Kyler's balling right now. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be the most popular. Which we, you know, the the most expensive quarterback. We, I mean, we had this conversation last week, and I was like, well, I don't know if he like not that he didn't deserve to be the most popular, but he absolutely crushed again. Yeah, like he is deservedly the most expensive now. I think last week I was saying like I don't like paying up for Kyler. But like it was a non, it was a non-Mahomes slate, so like that made sense. And here they we have both of them, and Kyler's more expensive on uh, on DraftKings by hundred. But yeah, I think it is those three. I think uh, Russell Wilson definitely should be in this conversation. I don't know if he's going to be quite as popular. Like I, if I think the only reason to play Brady over Russell Wilson is if somehow uh, Wilson was going to be a lot more popular. But if if Brady ends up being more popular, like give me Wilson over Brady every time on this slate. And Wilson is 7,600, so he's 800, 800, 800 more expensive. But I agree. I think that uh, if I have all these quarterback options, and obviously Brady's been awesome, I just don't think I want to go against the Rams D if I don't have to. Yeah, no, exactly. And there are guys who are cheaper than Brady that, I, that I'd rather oh, play. Like, there's, just... there's a couple of them that I think are really interesting and maybe uh, spreads out the quarterback uh, percentages a little bit more this week. There's, a, there's, definitely a, uh, there's definitely a couple in the cheaper that are they're very playable. Yeah, I think – and because of that, maybe Kyler – you know, Kyler's percentage is going to go down a little bit because it's like, well, I could pay all the way up for Kyler, get my, you know, guaranteed 35 points or whatever, 60 point ceiling. But yeah, there are definitely cheaper guys in games with high totals. Like, you know, I kind of talk about my blind, blind stacks a lot. Like there are cheap quarterbacks on in this blind stack list this week that I think people should definitely take advantage of. Before we mention a couple cheap quarterbacks, I want to see where you are. Uh, how do you feel like, how where do you feel like Lamar falls in this mix? He's 7,800 at Detroit. Detroit is horrendous on defense yeah. they get 41 points to 49 hours who like a conservative kind of slow moving offense that's good but like you just say you don't give up 41 points you don't expect that um he didn't practice thursday at first it came out that he hurt himself when he was flipping in the end zone and then it came out that he had an illness like i don't know what's going on but he did miss practice on thursday is what it comes yeah. down to but i mean he was huge on Sunday against the chiefs and actually looked like looked awesome he went back and forth with mahomes he had 239 yards passing and a touchdown like that he had that jump pass to marquise brown for the touchdown that was a fun play but 16 for 107 rushing with two rushing touchdowns. Um, he has 193 yards rushing already through two weeks, which is crazy for a quarterback. And like I said, the Lions D is, is t- it's just terrible. Yeah. So like we talked all about these quarterbacks and Lamar might be the best one this week. Yeah. I, I, and, I mean, it, it's if they like stick with their plan and I don't know, you know, if they, they may pull off Lamar this week. You kind of get the feeling that 200 yards rushing the first couple of weeks. They really, they really leaned on him last week against Kansas City. All those clips with Harbaugh and going for it and all that. But you just wonder if maybe the second half they just kind of hand the ball off instead of letting him run. But like if if Detroit can score a little bit, which who knows if they can, 
you know, indoors on that, on that fast track, like Lamar could go crazy if they kind of let the reins off like this last week. Yeah. I think he's an awesome option this week. I think you can play him cash games or GPPs and enough to the, you know, because we mentioned so many quarterbacks already, I think you almost don't have to worry about, you know, quarterback popularity. Like yeah. this, I would, there's no reason would, to take one guy over another just because he's going to be less popular. Like nobody's going to be popular enough where okay. you're like, oh, this guy's too chalky, so I'm I'm not going to win enough with him. Like there, we have too many options this week for that to be a worry. You got the six quarterbacks in the top games. You have Lamar, and then you got them cheap guys who you mentioned. Um, right. I assume the cheap guys you're mentioning: um, one Daniel Jones, two Josh Fields. Yes, and okay. depends where you cut the line off, but. Kirk Cousins has to be in this conversation as well. Yeah, he's which, he's in he's in one of those high scoring games, and um, you know Seattle's defense is uh, not something we're super scared of at the moment. So yeah, I think that he I think he's got to be in that mix too. Yeah, like we keep talking every week. You know, we're going to say like we really like Je- Justin Jefferson this week. Yep. We really like Adam Thielen. Somebody has to throw them the ball, and so you know that's obviously Cousins. But uh, you know, those guys all make sense, and you can make plenty of lineups. Uh, you know, with runbacks in those games. The Vikings obviously give you a cheaper, uh, you know, because they'll give you a cheaper path than than Russ will. But yeah, there's a lot of ways that you can build that. They're just like we said, there's just so many quarterbacks this week that you can get away with. So the the cheaper ones, we've got Daniel Jones is 5800. He was uh, he had a big week last week, and the and the big thing there, he has 95 yards rushing and a touchdown. He has uh, yeah. an eight. He has 85 yards so far on designed runs. So it's not like he's just like randomly hitting a, a weird scramble where he ran for 80 yards or something like that. Like he's hitting. They're just designed. Yeah, there is that too. Um, they're they're running some design runs for him, and he's facing the Falcons. The Falcons have allowed um, you know multiple passing touchdowns in both games so far. Jalen Hurts had sixty two yards rushing in Week One, so they could be susceptible to that also. Um, and he's fifty eight hundred. Like there's there's a lot of things that are pro Daniel Jones this week, aside from the fact that he's Daniel Jones and we don't know what's he, what he's fully going to do. But um, the way it's looked so far, he's looked good. The defense he's playing is bad, and it's cheap. Yeah. I- you laid it all out there. And I think one of the things we have to remember with Jones is that he he's a very capable fantasy point scorer. He just gets a little sloppy with the ball. And so, but if he's playing a horrific defense that is unlikely to turn the ball over, then that's just more opportunities with the ball in his hands. I will say, and I'm not going to do this, but somebody will do this. It's not going to be you either. All right. You could play Matt Ryan this week too. It will not be on me. the other side of that game. It will not be me, but yes, it's uh... <laughs> How much is he? I did. I, I looked at it, but I didn't write it down. He's fifty four hundred against the Giants. It's Sweet. at New York, but like we always have these situations where all of a sudden Matt Ryan reminds us that like he's still there, and on a, and the the worst part is is that we don't have like a ton of popular guys, so it's like you don't even really need like if you can get a you know a six percent Daniel Jones, then you don't really need the one percent Matt Ryan, but he's there. I think there was a point last year we actually like wrote off Matt Ryan fully and it was week six and he went, that's why you didn't see him. Yeah. He went for three seventy one and four touchdowns against, uh, against uh, Minnesota. So uh, I'm not doing it. I just, I think that offense looks horrible to me so far. I'm not, I'm definitely not doing it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Matt Ryan. He could find a way, you know, no Julio Jones there anymore, but he's got Calvin Ridley. He's got Kyle Pitts who actually looked pretty good in week two, but uh, yeah, I'm not going there. There's too many options for me. I'm just saying if you're somebody who plays these like large field GPPs yeah. and you play Matt Ryan every week, I bet you're up for that one week that he was up. Yeah, That's a GPPs. Yeah. It only takes one. doesn't yeah. take four. It just takes one. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, what about running backs to be popular? I think that uh, if I'm looking at the top here, I think that Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are kind of the ones that people will gravitate towards. Not not overly expensive, the 8,600, 8,400. Uh, Derrick Henry was massive last week. Against <sighs> Seattle in a game where, like, you know, I don't know if the, the, the game script works, if Seattle's scoring a bunch of points. Uh, in the second half last week, Derrick Henry had 22 carries for 147 yards, three touchdowns, and five catches. That's the second half, by the way. I remember at halftime, we're like, all right, fading Derrick Henry, not playing him was a was a good way to go. Kind of obvious. Like, this is pretty easy. And all of a sudden, everybody that won every tournament had Derrick Henry. He was a must last week if you wanted to win anything. Um, Ten targets the first two weeks is, is pretty wild. That's a big thing. Usually in PPR, like season long or DraftKings, we're like, Henry's awesome, but, but. – you know, he doesn't catch those passes that he just like last year. He was, he would he rushed for 2000 yards. He was the third highest scoring running back. So like, that's just an example of, you know, we're not just saying this, like actually, you know, there's other guys that were, there were more cause they catch passes. Um, should have the lead this week against Indy, maybe depending on who plays quarterback for Indy. Um, the Colts are allowing 4.8 yards per carry so far. Like it's kind of lining up for, for a, for a chalky big Derrick Henry. week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the targets came because they were obviously playing from behind the last two weeks. And so, if they're going to be winning this game, it's like, are you willing to give up the five targets for eight more rushing attempts? And with him, it's probably fine. Yeah, with him, it's probably fine. And they and they don't go away from me either. When their when their foot's on the gas and they're they're protecting a lead, like it's Henry over and over. He's the gas. Yeah, I mean the way that the uh, way that you beat teams, you just use him and get teams tired, and he just keeps pounding on people. Dude, I mean, he's always a monster. Um, a six hundred. I have to think he's the most popular running back this week. Yeah, no, I, I think he's absolutely going to be the first name that most people look for. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is obviously kind of in the conversation there. Right. Kind of depends on how much you like Cousins and, and the wide receivers, because I don't think you necessarily play both. But, I mean, Cook's usage is just kind of absurd. And so yeah. if – uh, Cook did not practice on Wednesday, Thursday, so that's one of those, like, make sure we you see some yeah. reports from practice on Friday and Saturday. But, you know, Cook's facing Seattle, who we just talked about. Derrick Henry just went nuts on – um, Cook was 23 for 22 for 131 and two catches last week. Like the dude's awesome. They feed him and they have such an offense. So you can't really stack the box because they got, they got good receivers too. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's absolutely the, the benefit for him. So in terms of popularity, there's two other running backs I want to ask you about kind of in the, in the cash game balance. But, uh, first I wanted to, uh, just a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fancy podcast. WinBet, WinBet brings you the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more, all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try a hit at back grab. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Roto-Wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Roto-Wire's fantasy podcast. So, Andrew, in the cheaper range of for these, like, you know, kind of optimal cash guys, um, the first guy I wanted to ask you about, I don't know where he really falls in this, is Najee Harris. We talked about last week. He was he was cheap. He had 100% of the carries. Everybody's going to use him. Um, another lackluster running week, though. Like, he didn't do much, but he scored a touchdown receiving, so he kind of he kind of worked out. I um, mean, he had five catches and a touchdown last week. Um, the Bengals have been pretty good against the run so far. I'm just curious where you think – do you think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards him again, or do you think it's, like, finally, like, people are like, 
I'm not really excited about this by week three. I just, maybe I'll go elsewhere. I think he makes sense until you go a hundred dollars cheaper and you see Saquon Barkley. Oh, and I think not, not the name I thought you were going with. Yeah. So I think we were all preparing ourselves to like, have to wait on Barkley because obviously the Giants kept talking about how they're going to ease him back in. He, you know, was limited the whole preseason coming back from this, uh, this serious injury, but they gave him what you want last week. And you're basically playing the game of, does that mean he's back or, I mean, you, you're basically, if you play him, that's, that's your thought. Like, okay, they're ready. You know, they're ready to use him as much as possible. And, and this is the game he, everybody's kind of circling to when they drafted him. They're like, well, okay, the first two weeks are tough, and then you get the Falcons. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've talked about like running backs against the Falcons for three years now. So like nothing yeah. has changed at this point. And so, you know, a fully healthy Saquon Barkley in this matchup is 8,500. And so if we think he's healthy enough, you know, if he's close enough to 100% and, you know, they're favored against one of the worst teams in the NFL, why don't we play Saquon Barkley over Najee Harris or basically anyone else in this range? I guess my answer would be the fact that, you know, you thought you're like, he looked pretty good last week. He did, but he still had 13 carries only. Like I just... That's fair. And he, and he had a 51-yard carry that is a touchdown two years ago with Saquon, um, and then didn't do much afterwards. I don't. I don't know if I'm fully there. With, not there yet. Okay. Trusting him. I just. And the 6,500 is like they priced it well, where you have to think about it for sure. Yeah. Um, what is he the like tenth or ninth running back or something like that? You're right. 8,500 for sure if he's if he's back and healthy. But they faced some pretty good defenses too, like yeah. last week against football team. Yeah. Do we say the football team? It just all sounds so absurd either way. Um, the funny thing case. is, it's, it's, it's actually like one of the finalists for their. They have like eight names they're thinking, and one of them is just to go with that. But um, you're right; they have faced they face they face the Broncos, they face the football team. I think it's the football team. The football um, team. Now that I said it out loud, I think it's the football team. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely the one that lines up uh, pretty well for him. The other running back I want to ask you about, kind of in the in this build, um, forty eight hundred. You have the best offense in the league. You have a game that's a 55-point total. You have a person that everybody on Twitter is mad at because they drafted him in the second round, and he hasn't quite got there. Clyde Edwards E-Lair, as you like to say. Um, he, he, he fumbled on Sunday night, lost the game for him. They are probably going to win that game otherwise. Um, hey, it's just the way it is. Um, no targets, which is which is interesting. Like I think that – I think when CEH was drafted, everybody's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so dynamic. He's going to be able to catch the ball in the backfield and really add a, add a level to this Chiefs offense. Um, Mahomes doesn't like to throw to running back. He doesn't like to check the ball down. Like his check down is 12 yards to Travis Kelsey. It might turn into yeah. 30. So like they have a check down kind of built in. That's like the best tight end that we've seen in a long time. Um, Pollard, uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke were 29 for 180 on the Chargers last week. Uh, Antonio Gibson was 20 of 90 for in week one. So like the matchup looks good. There's a lot of points in this game and CEH is 4,800. I don't think that we thought that was possible two weeks ago. Yeah. I still don't want to play him. Wow. Interesting. I'm curious, like, I'm curious how many will, like it just, it sticks out. So it's almost like they priced it on purpose to like make this an interesting discussion point. I know that's not what they do, but um, 4,800 for the running back in the highest scoring offense. I don't, it's hard to like, you have to consider it for sure. So this is not the comparison I want to make, but I'm going to okay. make it anyway. Beautiful. I like when sentences start that way. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Elair, excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Is 
getting much closer to being Devin Singletary than he is Dalvin Cook. That if you, I liked, I like Devin Singletary, so I don't think that's a bad. I, that's a but usage wise, that's right. And he plays for a, a team that can put up a lot of points, yep. but really hasn't shown enough to say like, all right, I'm going to get 20 touches out of him reliably. And and I, and I don't feel like he has that like 55 yard touchdown run in him like Singletary does. Sure. Yeah. You can, right. So he, so he might be worse. Yeah. Like um, it's funny you say that at first I'm like, Oh, that's really not very comp and I'm, or not, not very complimentary to CEH is a good comp, but then I'm like, well, the thing with Singletary is like he can bust one at any point. And I don't think we've seen that from CEH at all. Yeah, just from from a pure usage standpoint, when you're talking about cash games, like you you need your running backs to have yeah. high usage. And that's why we pay up for them because we need guys who get 20 to 30 touches a game. It's why Derrick Henry is so popular in a PPR format, even though he hasn't been catching passes for the last few years. But like right. you can't, 4,800 is nice and it obviously allows you to spend up elsewhere. But to get 12 carries for 48 yards and maybe a catch or two from your running back just kills you. And the really scary part is that last week, Daryl Williams came in at the one and scored the goal line touchdown. So, like, if you want to talk yourself into, well, they're going to have so many points that CH get to fall in the end zone for one of them. Like, I don't know if they're using him that way either, which is that that makes it even more complicated. I mean, they could get away with running Kelsey. Like literally sure. handing they, the ball they, off to Kelsey. And I so, think they have before too. Like, when, yeah, I think when Andy Reid gets bored at, at some point, they, they they'll run. They have those plays. They run. Do you know Chiefs have covered one of their last ten regular season games? That's pretty wild. Is that seem impossible? I mean, I granted, I know this because they're big favorites, but like they always get to that point late in games where they're about to cover and they don't. And it's been a weird, a weird run of them really playing playing down to some teams and also beating some good teams in close games. It was just, but one and nine against the spread seems wild for me. The team that can put up 40 kind of in the blink. Yeah. Of the yeah. yeah. That is pretty crazy. Um, uh, no, I think if you're, if you're looking for cheap running backs and I don't know if it's the optimal move this week, but like Damian Harris makes a lot more sense than, than CEH just from a usage standpoint. Yeah. Like how he's 5,600. Yeah, I was looking for him, but you know, he's technically questionable, but like he's getting pretty much all of the backfield touches from the Patriots. New Orleans run D does scare me a little bit. I think they've been, they've been pretty good over the last few years. That maybe what factors in, but you're right. He's getting, he's clearly the guy in that backfield. Yep. Yep. And obviously we'll talk about a few more. We'll talk about some more running backs later as we get to some GPP setups, but wide receiver wise, I want to go real quick here. Um, and the high percentage guys, um, Cooper Cup is 6,800, going to be high percentage again. Um, had another huge week, still not priced up among those elite guys. But among the elite guys, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 8,200, I assume he's probably going to be the highest of this top group. Everybody's going to want to pair somebody with Kyler. Um, they uh, The Jacksonville is just getting shredded on pass. I mean, Cortland Sutton had 160 yards last week. And I like Cortland Sutton, but 160 yards for Cortland Sutton is a big week. Brandon Cooks had 132 in week one and like kind of did what he wanted to. We talked yeah. about Kyler with Jacksonville. Like Jackson, if you want to talk about Jacksonville, they've been, they've been smoked by Tyrod Taylor and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. So like, and now Kyler comes in like, holy hell. Um, I assume, I assume Hopkins probably the most popular of the of kind of the really expensive guys. Yeah. I, he'll definitely be up there. I mean, there's Sorry, just DeAndre. I said Kyler. DeAndre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's certainly up there. I mean, there are other guys, like obviously, I think pairing with a quarterback it increases the variance at least because if they're both bad, then you're kind of dead. But yeah. like guys in other games are plenty of popular ones that you know Keenan Allen is kind of cheap this week versus the other guys that are in kind of his range. I don't Weird, think weirdly too cheap. It feels yeah, like. yeah, yeah. 
Like, I don't think uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be overly popular, but like people will look at him because he's always great. And, you know, that game has a 75 point total. So, uh, (laughs) you know, guys like that. But like, yeah, I think Cup is going to be really popular. Like you said, Uh, you could get, you know, digs or, uh, you know, if you play uh, go in that game or any of this, the DK Metcalf, I think we're going to every week. We're going to be like, oh, you can play DK this week. And then this, finally this is, when... This is DK week. It's coming. Yeah. So like as soon as it it's comes, everyone's like, oh, see, I, I knew DK week was coming. You just have cut, to hope it's week three and not week nine. Cut to me in week yeah, week nine bragging about DK Metcalf's big game as I lost all my dollars. Hopefully we're still solvent by then. Among the cheaper receivers, is there anybody that jumps out to you like, oh, this is going to be one everybody's going to gravitate towards? Because I think that uh, I think there's one under 5,000 that's going to be very popular. Um, I, I well, should say I shouldn't say very, but no one down here is ever very popular. But I think people are gonna, people, a lot of people are gonna go to this guy. Is it KJ Osborne? It's not. That's, a, that's oh, okay. Man. He's he's like thirty five hundred too. Yeah. Um, I think if Lavisca Chenault sits, I think we're gonna see a lot of Marvin Jones at forty nine hundred. Um, he, he he's had a, he's started well already. He has twenty targets already through two weeks. Um, I think anybody that plays the Kyler Hopkins stack is going to come back with Marvin Jones because he kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just think he's popular kind of from a, a game bi- or a, a lineup build kind of way. But also, you know, 20 targets in two weeks, under 5,000, a touchdown each week. If Chenault sits, I think that'll bring more attention to him. People are like, oh, well, who do you go to there? So I think that – I think Jones – I mean, it's Marvin Jones. He's never going to be that popular. But I think at 4,900, I think a lot of people will move uh, move to him. Yeah. No, I think he certainly makes sense from that respect. I – I don't know how much I want to buy into the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And so yeah, that's a very good point. And then, like last week they drove down the field, touched out of Marvin Jones first drive. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then just looked abysmal after that. So yeah, it's uh it's a mess. And uh, you know, they haven't even played the, who they played. They played Houston and Carolina and urban Meyer made a comment this week that it's, I feel like I'm playing Alabama every week in the NFL. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bro, you have no idea what's coming. Cause you haven't played anybody good yet. It's right. Like, Car- yeah. Carolina actually might be good, but especially on defense, but um, yeah, you're not facing. You, you're you're about to. You they have to face the. They play Arizona this week. They have to face the NFC West. Like he's gonna. He's got some tough games coming. All these teams are better than Alabama too. <laughs> By a significant margin, yes. Just so he knows. Although I think I think I saw the other day that there are now 57 Alabama players in the NFL. Like they have an entire NFL roster of Alabama grads or attendees. It's kind of dumb. College football has become like we, you know, exactly what you know, like four of the five teams are in playoff like seven weeks before the playoff. It's kind mm-hmm. of, dumb. and Alabama like doesn't even play with any risk because they could lose one and still be fine. And they just it's 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 it's, it's absurd. Um, let's talk about some tournaments. Let's talk about some GPPs. But first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS: the new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in contest, contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of the free $10 contest entry credit offered to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition, in addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prize, including first prize receiving $100,000 and entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championships live, event, live finals event which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play day- daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So stack-wise, I think a lot of people are going to be stacking those three games we talked about the high totals. So let's uh, let's jump in there. Is there any, to- is there any stacks that you, uh, you're gravitating towards uh, right away this week? The only thing that I noticed about this week is just how expensive, like how efficiently priced the stacks are. Like what I what I tend to do is look at essentially the total prices of like a quarterback, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, or you know QB, wide receiver one, and then a run back. Like I look at all of these, I have this nice color coded sheet, and yep. basically like. Every one of the top, I think, 10 high, uh, stacks from the teams with the highest implied totals are like the 10 most expensive. Like it's, right. it's very efficient pricing this week, which becomes frustrating because we obviously want cheap ones. <laughs> and the worst is like the one that sticks out a little bit and it doesn't even stick out like that much is Cleveland. And Ooh. I don't want to play the Browns. I would say, do you go, what would, what receiver do you go with is the problem? It was like, yeah, Beckham and Peoples Jones, or yeah, because OBJ is like a game time decision. They're talking, right. about, <laughs> right. they're talking about a pitch count too. Jarvis Landry's out. Anthony Schwartz can like run the hundred meters, but we don't know if he can play wide receiver yet. Um, and Peoples Jones, I think, has two point eight fantasy points so far this year. So it's like, I get it's you. It's like it's a hard, it's a hard like stack to really feel good. I mean, you get, in a tournament, you could totally do it. I mean, they they should score some points, but. Um, they may just run the ball a hundred times too. Right. And, th- and this is exactly why I do these blindly. Cause it's like, I start looking at the names. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to play this. But like right. the, the Browns are this weird team where they score points, but they don't score them from people we it, want. It's weird. You look at it and you're like, Oh, they scored so many points. They don't pass the ball. And like Nick Chubb had 13 carries. Great. It was like yeah. seven, seven yards a pop, but still only 13 carries and no, any. Nick Chubb doesn't have a touch on third down this year. Like, how is that even possible? Like, it just seems nuts. And like, I know they have Kareem Hunt, but like, Chubb is the most efficient, excellent runner who does not get fed the ball. It's so frustrating because I love Nick Chubb. I think he's great. We talked about him a lot on here. But like, you look up, he's like, oh, he's six and a half yards of carry, fantastic. And then you look up, and you're like, ninety yards. Right? Oh, like, yeah. It could have, it could have been huge. And but you feel like Chubb has to score a touchdown to work, which you don't you don't love to have, um, fantasy wise. Yeah, I think the only benefit is. Doing this means that nobody else is doing it. And yes, doing and that is enough of a reason at this point, with certainly with large field GPPs, that like you shouldn't even worry about projected points 
and you just say which group is supposed to score the most points in a game. Right. It's certainly possible that Baker can throw four touchdowns. Like it's in the realm of possibilities and you need, that's all you need to try to beat, you know, 400,000 entries or a hundred thousand or however many thousands of entries there are, but you need to just say, you know, at the, when it's over, you're like, oh, I just picked the team with the, you know, sixth highest implied total. And I took their quarterback and two receivers. Like, that's it. Like, so, everyone's like, I can't believe you played Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones and whoever, Austin Hooper. Right. And you're just like, no, I, it didn't matter who it was. It was just a team that was supposed to score points and nobody else was going to play. Definitely makes sense. Of the non-off-the-wall stacks, so do you, there's... There's a couple I really like here, and I don't think they're going to be the most popular ones, but there's, there's probably three that I really like, and I have to figure out maybe my two favorite. But where are you going? Um, where do you find yourself kind of gravitating towards if you if you are going to stack one of these one of these bigger games? I don't mind Tennessee against Indianapolis. Like, it's not that expensive, but if everybody's playing Henry, then I might as well play Tannehill and A.J. Brown. That was, my, uh, that was my one I had written down here is kind of the, on the sneakier side. Yeah, like I think A.J. Brown basically plays this week's uh, Tyler Lockett and Cooper Cup against the Colts. And so yep. maybe that's why we play Julio instead, or you play both. And you can run that back with Michael Pittman if you want, or who, you know whoever of the Colts had receivers. A big, had, that... had a big game last week. Yeah, he did. And Marcus here in, in chat took the other one. Why, why not play the Broncos? I, I had I had Bridgewater as my in the other quarterbacks to talk about here. Yeah, I think that uh, it's a uh, it's a good setup. They're playing the Jets. Um, my only concern maybe is they have to throw a lot. Maybe they they shut it down early if and they just kind of go Gordon and Javante Williams all day. And we'll talk about Javante Williams a little bit later. But um, yeah, I think if you want to get a little different and not play one of the top games, I think that uh, I think that Bridgewater fifty eight hundred is is very playable too. Yeah, which and, um, a ni- and a nice pivot if you if you want to like avoid the Daniel Jones stuff and people right. are popular there. Same price. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And Jones will definitely be a more popular paydown option. So of the of the of the bigger names, um, there are three that I like. I think my favorite this week is actually playing Stafford. Um, I think of the big games, I think he's probably the one that people don't move towards. Sixty four hundred. I love playing Stafford with Robert Woods this week because I think everybody's going to have Cup, and he's, he's well. It is a difference in price. Like when we get to Metcalf and Lockett, I almost always go towards Metcalf because I, I like him a little more. I think he's a little better and more dynamic, but. Lockett's been great, but the same price. They like, can go either way. Um, Woods is fifty seven hundred. Cup sixty eight hundred. Woods at fifty seven hundred. He was back to playing a lot last week. He played ninety seven percent of the dropbacks. Um, he had nine targets. He was twelve for one thirty against Tampa last year. I think the big thing with this game is that last year Sean McVay is, is obviously smart, and he's like, screw it, I'm not going to run the ball. There's no point. I and he has Jared Goff, and now he has Stafford. Like a big step up. But Goff threw the ball fifty one times last year. Yeah. Um, they clearly are like the point. Like we don't have a monster running back anyway. There's no point in running the ball up the middle and getting 2.8 yards of carry. We can throw the ball, and we're just going to kind of lean into it a little bit. Like, we know what you're good at, and we're going to make you do something else. Um, Stafford's been good. The you know, 321 and 278. I just think they're going to throw the ball a ton. They're going to have to score. So you get to the point, they're going. I mean, Tampa's going to score. On the, I mean, the Rams defense is good, but the, the Tampa's going to score. They've shown that. Um, I love pairing Stafford, one of the receivers, and kind of just, just going this way with the stack. Do you think Woods is finally going to breakfast? I hope so. I would be like, I would be at every freaking IHOP in the in the LA area just to make sure I can crash their breakfast at some point because clearly it's working. Do you think because I don't, I don't, I don't think they go to IHOP by the way? <laughs> yeah. Do you think because lots of us think that Woods is such a great play that Cup is actually ends up being not as popular as he should be? Could be. I just think at sixty eight hundred without he's been. I don't. I don't see how he's not 
gravitate right. towards a little bit. Like you, yeah, you no, look that's at fair. like any of the sites you like, you look at like if they rank them by value or you like you take projections and divide it by price, like Cup just flies to the top of all those lists. So I just think that any anybody like casual players will just gravitate towards Cup. But yeah, maybe some some sharper players don't and you could you can kind of double think yourself out of that. You're right. Like you yeah, know, yeah. Like, well no one's gonna no one's gonna play wood so I'm gonna do it and then ends up nobody's playing cup. But um I like the I like Stafford Cup too. I think you can go that way too. But then you can the run back is is nice. I mean, I think Chris Godwin's underpriced. I think is sixty one hundred in this game. He's he's cheaper than Mike Evans. Mike Evans had the big game last week. Antonio Brown tested positive for COVID. He is vaccinated, so he has two negative tests. So he might play, but you know, pretty good chance he won't. And like, if you narrow that Tampa Bay passing tree a little bit, I think they become a lot easier to figure. Out. Like usually with three of them plus Gronk, it's hard to figure it out. But if you go two plus Gronk. You know, I think you can maybe you feel a little better about uh, about playing a Tampa receiver. Is Gronk not just the answer though? Could be. It'd be very well, <laughs> very well could be. I mean, he's got four touchdowns already. There's there's no doubt about that. You could go you could go Stafford and a receiver and go back with Gronk if you wanted to. Also, I mean, they're obviously when they get to the red zone, Brady pretty much calls plays for Gronk because he knows they work. Like they just yeah. the the way that he thinks through a game is huge. But um, I think, wanna, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think what we shouldn't overlook is like the Rams are are underdogs in this game. They also have the sixth highest implied total of the entire yeah. week, and so like they're they're going to be say, points. You say underdogs, but was it like one or two? It's two points or something, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it just don't you know? We're always looking at high total games, and like you can obviously play the underdogs in these games because they're you know they have a higher implied total than the Broncos, who are double digit favorites. So yeah, no doubt. Um, Justin Herbert is interesting to me. Um, only one touchdown each week. I, I, I unfortunately watched that game last week. I had, I think I bet on the, the chargers and so it was, you know, typical chargers frustration, but like he had like 85 yards called back on penalties. Yeah. He had a touchdown call, back. it was the weirdest, like every time they hit a big play and I'm like, Oh my God, look at that. I would text him. Look at that throw by Herbert. And I'm like, Oh, it's a coming back on pass. But like, I thought Herbert looked awesome considering he finished like quarterback 23 or whatever it was. We had 337 yards passing, one touchdown. He only has one touchdown in each game. Um, he's one for seven inside the 10 yard line. So like, it's just like, it's just not working right now. And I don't think that's a thing. I just think it's kind of a small sample and hasn't worked inside the, in, inside the red zone, green zone, whatever the heck we're calling it these days. Um, he's got Keenan Allen though. He's got Mike Williams. He's got here good weapons. They're going to have to throw against Kansas State. They're going to have to score points. Um, I just, I, I Herbert's 6,400, whereas Mahomes is what, 8,200, 8,300. Um, him 82. and Kyler are way up there. Like, you're getting a big discount on Herbert. Um, I like going back to the well once more this week. I think he actually had multiple touchdowns called back. It, it, was, just- it, it was so frustrating. And it was like, it was only, it was a game that only the Chargers could lose. There's just no other team <laughs> that could lose. That. There's just, I've watched enough Chargers games over the years. Like, there's no other way they could, nobody else could lose that game. It's the Chargers. Yeah. No, I think that's a great call. And I think obviously pairing him with, with Allen is the big, will be what everyone does. And obviously you have expensive, but very capable runbacks if you wanted them. And what do you think about Eckler? Like we didn't really mention him at all with the running backs, but. I have him in the quarter of running backs that no one's going to have because they're, they're just kind of overlooked. And I think he, I think he works nicely. I think that everybody's going to think I want the Chargers passing game kind of having to catch up, but. Eckler had nine targets last week. Like, he was fully back in the like passing game usage after a weird week one. And um, the other thing is both Cleveland and Baltimore, I know they're both really good running teams, but they ran, they really ran the ball well in the Chiefs the first two weeks too. Do you think there is a reasonable outcome where you stack the Chiefs offense and run back with Eckler? 
Yeah, I, I, this one of the few offenses and one of the few running backs where I think that can work because yeah. he's so involved in the passing game. And, um, you know, if the Chargers are smart, they do try and establish a run a little bit, kind of run some clock off, limit Mahomes' possessions. Because, you know, if you go – you try and go back and forth, you know, firing with uh, with Mahomes, that's tough. You know, it's Baltimore last week. They, like, they really they, – they had time possession. They, they ran the ball well. Um, yeah, I think that's a stack that could work. Okay, that's fair. I, I think the forgotten offense here – actually, let me – there are two here. Well, yeah, one of them is the one I, I I love too. So go ahead. Is one of them Baltimore? No, but we talked about Lamar. Right. Uh, like, I can you play a? I mean, you obviously can, but like, is the Baltimore passing stack actually the one that's like completely overlooked this week? Hollywood Brown has eighty yards or a touchdown in ten straight games. That's crazy. That's, it seems impossible because he's always a guy that like, oh well, you might get a hundred yards, but you might get six, and it just right. it hasn't worked. I mean, he's been he's been really good. Um, I don't know. There's just with these passing offenses, I have a hard time going in Baltimore in a game that you know they may shut it down early. I just there's so many other options that you know maybe maybe GPP wise that makes it so it works. But like we haven't really talked about Russell Wilson that much either. I, I think Wilson Metcalf is is an awesome stack this week too, and that's a little pricier than than Herbert Allen yeah. and Stafford and Woods and Cup. But you know Wilson 7600, Metcalf 7300, Lockett 7400. The wild thing is everybody's talking about Lockett. Metcalf and Lockett have the same number of targets so far this year. Which seems wild because Lockett's hit the big plays and Metcalf hasn't. Yeah. And Freddie Swain hit the the big play last week because everybody guarded Metcalf and Lockett. Literally let Freddie Swain run absolutely by himself in the secondary. But Minnesota has given up five passing touchdowns already this year to receivers: uh, Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins the first week, and then three different Arizona wide receivers last week. Metcalf's been quiet, but like quiet for Metcalf is sixteen targets and you know sixty yards and fifty three yards. He had a touchdown the first week. And then, obviously, if you want to come back with Justin Jefferson, who has 19 targets already, um, you know Julio had 128 yards on the on the Seahawks last week. Like I just, this game, I just we talked about it getting maybe a little bit lost, and you know people are smart; they they'll see the over under. But I just I do think it's 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 third in that line of the, the game, the stack, the stacks for people. Yeah, no, I think that that makes sense. They're basically there are five teams that kind of have a higher implied total than real quick. Marcus here in the chat is bragging about Florida state. Like they're Oh, and three and lost to Jacksonville state. So I don't know why we're talking about Florida state right now. So I, I'm just, I'm fully kidding, but my nephew just started at wake forest and was at the game last week when they beat them. I just remember Did growing you tell up. Him this is not normal. Like this is not, yeah. like don't get used to this. <laughs> I just remember growing up that Florida state was awesome. Oh, like Ch- so Charlie cool. Ward, like oh, yeah. winning the Heisman. Like, yeah. Anyway, oh, Peter Warwick was just friggin' unbelievable. Yeah. That game against Virginia tech where Vic was nuts. Like Peter Warwick was just unbelievably. Yeah. He was the better player. Yeah. Anyway. So we have five teams that basically have separated themselves in terms of, of implied totals this week. Kansas City, Arizona, Baltimore, Tampa, and Seattle. Obviously, they're all in these high total games, and they're the ones. So we have three teams after that that have the exact same implied total. The Rams, the Vikings, yep. and the Bills. Oh. Why am I not playing the Bills? Well, people are not playing the Bills because Josh Allen's kind of looked crappy, but yeah, I think that if you want to talk about a time where you can you can jump on, you get a high implied total. You got a quarterback who was awesome last year, coming off a little bit of a struggle. He's been a little bit off on this deep ball, but yeah, but if you want to get a team with a high implied total, that nobody's going to have the Bills this week. Like presumably a tough matchup. Like you just listed, you just listed seven teams that like in my head I'm like automatically more than easier. I like more than the Bills. Yeah. So just give me you know the Josh Allen, Diggs, Terry McLaurin run back. And that Washington football team defense has not quite been the monster we thought they'd be. Like they've rushed well, but like they just haven't they haven't been huge yet. Yeah. And if there's a team that like rushes well 
I feel like Josh Allen's good and mobile enough that that doesn't affect him quite as much. Yeah, but you look at it just uh yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That's, They've been uh, terrible. Like like the the bills we've seen now are not the bills that we saw like last season that were so dominant. But just looking like if they're going to score the same number of points as the Vikings and the Rams who we've been we've talked multiple times about. And obviously yeah. like implied totals are not guaranteed but like and i, that, I love how we're like they've been terrible they won 35 nothing last weekend right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. josh allen didn't we like josh allen last week we talked about it was one of our stacks but um zach moss scored twice running like yeah. it was just one of, it was a weird week where and they just didn't have to do anything in the second half like they just they just killed miami but yeah i think that's a that's a good one that's kind of the under the radar but still a high implied total that nobody's gonna have this week and and we know that we're not i mean it goes way, way beyond where I'm like, I'm going to go play Moss or Singletary. Right. But like, I'm going to, if you play Josh Allen, like you have, you have guys that you can pair with him. Diggs uh, obviously has had some monster games with him. And yeah, if like everybody's playing these other te- teams, then 2% Josh Allen doesn't seem so bad. So we talked about Bridgewater. We talked about um, Daniel Jones um, at the same price. So hundred dollars more. So I'm cheating a little bit. Um, what about the quarterback who has the most passing yards in the entire NFL so far? Who do we have? Your friend and mine, Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring him up. Yeah, I mean, for how – he has like 800-something yards passing through two weeks. Like, it's, I think it's the highest total ever for the first two weeks in the NFL. And he had, they haven't priced him up. He's 5,900. Uh, Miami's defense is pretty good, although they kind of got thrashed last week. And their, their YPA is good because they didn't have – Buffalo didn't throw the ball. Had to throw the ball deep last, last week. But – 5,900 for a guy with a lot of yards. I don't I don't think I'm getting there this week. I just think there's too many other options, but he's still really cheap. The the problem with him being cheap is that Waller isn't. But maybe that's okay. Yeah. Like if, maybe if you're like, oh, I'd be, I'd be willing to spend 7,400 for a quarterback and what did we say, Car 5,900 for a tight end and you can just stomach it that way. But it's from a from the, somebody who loves their blind stacks, Scott, that I think it makes sense. You're right. Uh, last quarterback and we need to talk about 5200 we have uh we have Josh Fields who is going to be starting this week um Justin why do I keep calling him Josh Fields who's Josh Josh Fields a third baseman for the White Sox or something there you go I think I call him Josh Fields twice good lord <laughs> I actually wrote Josh Fields on my notes like that's the, that's a problem this could be a Derek Carr David Carr thing all for all year mm-hmm. Justin Fields who I love and I have on teams I don't, can't, don't know his name uh at Cleveland uh 5200 but he obviously brings in the rushing aspect to quarterback he had he came in last week for Dalton he was 6 of 13 for 60 yards although Allen Robinson did drop a 35 yard touchdown that yeah. uh, usually will catch but he had 10 rushing attempts I, I know it's only for 31 yards but I think as, if you're looking for a quarterback running the ball you want attempts like he's gonna break one or hit one or get some yards in there so I think that boosts up his floor a little bit um you know he could be a disaster like Cleveland's defense is good it's his first start like but I think there's a pretty decent ceiling in here, 5,200. I think that he could he could score two rushing touchdowns. He could run for 70 yards. He could hit Allen Robinson on a deep ball. He could hit Donald Mooney on a deep ball. Like normal weeks, I think we'd be talking about how just – I almost call him Josh again. Good God. Um, how Justin Fields would be really popular at 5,200 because he's so cheap and he runs the ball. But we have so many quarterbacks this week that are high scoring. I think that he's going to slide through pretty uh, pretty low percentage. Yeah, yeah, I think he's absolutely. I think he's going to be more popular in cash than than tournaments. I don't think he's going to be popular in cash, but like 
people love their cheap running quarterbacks because yeah. the floor is there. And and he has that. receivers you could play with him. Like we talked about how with Baker, there's no receivers to play. You could play Mooney or you can play Allen Robinson. I don't think either one is a guy like, oh, you're really taking a stretch there. Like Al Robinson's a stud who hasn't worked yet, but like obviously is good. And Darnell Mooney has a bunch of targets, can hit a deep ball. And he was playing with a quarterback who couldn't throw a deep ball. Right. I, I think on any other week, or not any other, but on a different week, where the matchup maybe is a little better and we have a little more track record yeah. of fields. I was going to come back and say, maybe it's a David Montgomery week Oh, because you know, we, we have, it, it doesn't always happen. So I don't want to say like, just because this is the case, but like we've seen running quarterbacks produce good running back performances yeah. that we saw, you know, there are some big games from Ravens running backs because of Lamar we had some huge like Kenyon Drake games last year with Kyler. And sometimes that just as, works. As, that, someone who, as someone who had Kenyon Drake last year in leagues, I, I'm look, still looking for some of those huge games. Still looking for one. Maybe it was yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, did, uh, he, did, he had some spots where you're like, oh, just some spot, right. There weren't many. Kyler made Kenyon Drake look better than he is. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, but maybe that's, that's the case that defenses have to key on, on fields so much that. Yeah. And so, I just, I mean, I just don't think this is a week that you play him, but I think that we're going to get to a point where we're like, if everybody's on fields, then maybe we actually just play Montgomery. At 7,600, will anybody have Nick Chubb this week against the Bears? No. I don't think so either. You will. I might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on the same note, we talked about Cook, we talked about Henry, Alvin Kamara coming off the, the awful game against Carolina. He's 8,200 at New England. I don't think anybody thinks that New Orleans offense is going to play well this week at the Patriots. Um, he's still having Camara though. Like you're going to get a, you're going to get a low, uh, low percentage on at 8,200. Uh, I don't think I can get there with cook and Henry right there, but maybe that's a reason to do it. Yeah. 1% for eight points. I'm not sure it's getting, <laughs> right? getting the job. Um, I'm looking at um, flipping through running backs. I think we kind of hit all the running backs that, that I really want to talk about. Um, Joe Mixon, 6,300, a guy that is a heavy workload guy, but he's at Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know, low price, 6,300 for a guy that touches the ball and carries the ball for them all the time. But it's tough to go at Pittsburgh. I know that uh, Pittsburgh offense is struggling, but it's just tough to play a running back at them. I think. Yeah, I, I just don't see how you get enough value out of there. Do you think one of these weeks someone wins a million dollars with a Buccaneers running back? Yes, because I know I'll look at it and be like, I can't believe that person played Keyshawn Vaughn or whoever it is. But I, yeah, I mean, it's probably a week that Rojo fumbles and they take him out and never touch the ball again. And Fournette has three touchdowns. That's what I mean. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It could, uh, it could fully work. I just, it's so hard to figure out what the heck is going on there. In terms of injuries, we've got Josh Jacobs is questionable. Dalvin Cook is questionable. Um, do you flip to Alexander Madison? I can't not do it in the Alexander Hamilton singing voice. I just every time in my head, it's it's crazy. Um, or Kenyon Drake, who you mentioned, he's fifty five hundred. Madison, uh, obviously DraftKings, like oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna make this easy. Uh, Madison's six thousand, so it's not like he's forty six hundred. Yeah. I thought he's gonna be like kind of the the CEH level and kind of an interesting pivot there if Cook didn't play. But um, you've got him. You have Tyson Williams is fifty eight hundred against Detroit, who. Um, They've allowed six touchdowns to running backs already this year. Aaron Jones had four last week, and the Niners ran on them pretty well the first week. Is there anybody kind of this cheaper range that you find yourself kind of circling on your sheet? I think Williams, I mean, just saying that, you know, like Lamar can open up running lanes for running backs. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It, it just feels like there are enough, there are enough guys at all different price points that relying on them, like Madison, I feel like is always the, such a trap. Like we're always like, Oh, this, even if I get like 75% of Dalvin cook and you get like 13% of Dalvin cook. I think it's just an insult to cook. Like, I think people are like, Oh, this guy looks really good. You can just slot him in. It's like, you don't realize how damn good Dalvin cook is. Yeah, no, I think that that's right. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any of them end up getting like a huge enough workload where if you somehow, you know, if you fade them that you're going to be dead, like there are enough guys. Javante Williams is 4,900 going against the Jets. Um, Melvin Gordon had a higher snap share last week, uh, which you don't like to see. They, they clearly, they're like kind of a 50-50 split for the first couple of weeks. Javante might be good, though. He had 13 yeah. carries for 64 yards. He had a catch, too. Like, if this game gets uh, out of handish and maybe maybe both guys get a lot of use, you could you could see that. At 4,900, um, I think he's priced right. I just I just hate taking a running back that I, I know is sharing that much of a bulk. The Jets are like okay again, okay enough against the run that like getting half of a running back against them, even in a game that like, if that game gets out of hand, that doesn't mean that they're successfully running the ball for the rest of the game. Like they could just run three times and punt and that's not going to be enough for tournaments or cash games really. Question in the chat here real quick as a sidebar. Someone's asking if we like uh, Justin Herbert or Jalen hurts more for the season. They're thinking about doing a one-for-one trade. I would take uh, – I'd still stick with Justin Herbert myself. You're sticking with Herbert? Yeah, and that's someone who likes Jalen Hurts a lot, but I'm sticking with Justin Herbert. I think that uh, these first couple of games are a little fluky with the, t- with the touchdowns. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a really good offense this year. Yeah, I'll side with Herbert as well. Okay. I don't know what our dynasty rank or, you know, full season rankings say on Rotowire, but – uh, they were probably, it was probably like Herbert was probably like seven to start the year and Hurst was probably like nine to 12, somewhere in there, eh, probably nine to 10. Um, maybe Hurst gone up a little bit. I thought Hurst looked pretty good last week against that. It was just had a couple plays called back. They had like a 91 yard pass that, uh, they, they completed and then a touchdown that got called back. But, um, obviously that was a good defense. I still, I still think with Herbert, but, uh, I'm a big Herbert fan. That's fair. Um, Let's see. So in terms of, uh, other wide receivers, we've talked about some of the high end guys, we've talked about some of the stat guys, um, if uh, Cortland Sutton, we talked about earlier, he's 6,000 against the Jets, the Pittsburgh receivers. If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I think they become a little more interesting. Where, where in the mid range receivers do you kind of follow yourself? Like in the, the five, the 5,000, was there anybody in here that really stuck out to you uh, wide receiver wise? Well, if you're going to play Daniel Jones, the Giants guys are pretty cheap. And like, uh, I like Sterling Shepard. I mean, he's 5,900, so he's not that cheap. Kenny Galladay might true. not play. If Galladay doesn't play, I think Shepard becomes really interesting, either as a standalone play or if you're someone you wanted with Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's guys like that, like maybe the Indianapolis receivers, although like having to rely on Carson Wentz getting anyone the ball is crazy. Or excuse me, Jacoby Brissett getting the ball to anybody is just nuts. No, Jacoby Brissett plays. No, Brissett's not there. Yeah, never Dolphins, mind. right? Jacob Eason. There you go. I get all I, mixed up. Now. I thought Brissett was the backup quarterback for all week too. And then, but Wentz might, still might play. So like, it's just yeah. a weird, I don't. With two broken ankles or something like that. Yeah. Indy's been a weird offense so far. Um, we talked about Marquise Brown. We are talking about Lamar Jackson. Been really good lately. I think he kind of fits in this mid range too. Uh, what about the Cincinnati guys? I think they become a little more, it's, it's one of the situations where there's three of them, which has been a problem. Um, but T Higgins did not practice to uh, Thursday or Wednesday. If he doesn't play, I think that uh, kind of we talked about with uh, – there was another team we talked about, the pa- Tampa Bay, if, if A.B. doesn't play. When the passing tree narrows a little bit, I think we really like that from fantasy-wise. Jamar Chase is 5,400. 
Tyler Boyd is 4,700. Tyler Boyd had nine targets last week. Yeah. You're never going to get that huge explosive Tyler Boyd play, but seven for 73 last week at 4,700. In a PPR setting, like you give me seven for 73, I'll sign up for that right now. And in that game, you could absolutely see Burrow throwing 55 times. Yeah, and they haven't done it yet, but it's coming. Like I think they're yeah. going to have to. They're going to have to loosen the reins on him a little bit. And you know, I I don't know what Pittsburgh offenses fully can do right now, but you got to think that they're not going to like. I know they love to hand the ball to Joe Mixon, but like I don't think you really want to run in the middle of the Steelers defense over and over. Um, I think Boyd at 4700 is finally at a spot and a situation of Higgins doesn't play where I, I really think he's really playable this week. No, I think that's a that's absolutely a good call. Um, Speaking of Brissett, though, do you trust the Dolphins receivers at all in a game that they sh- theoretically should be throwing? Not even a little. I just Will, <laughs> and Will Fuller's back this week, which makes it even more confusing. So it's true. It's just, yeah, I like Jalen Waddle. I love Will Fuller. I think you and I have talked about that many times. I think Will Fuller is actually really good. But mm-hmm. two weeks off, we don't really know what was going on. We just know it was a personal issue, and suddenly he feels better. So like. I just don't know what if they're going to limit his pitch count. He's a guy that you know tends to get hurt some too. I don't think they're going to want him to play seventy snaps this week. Yeah. Um. I just don't trust the the full situation. I just don't. I don't know where I'd go if I wanted to go there. And we don't know. Two is not going to play. I mean, Jacoby Brissett like is kind of like a serviceable backup that won't like make you look stupid and kill you. But like, I don't really think I want to play as receivers either. Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think anybody's winning that much money with Jacoby Brissett or his receivers. <laughs> no. Uh, before we jump into wide receivers a little bit more, uh, I want to flip over to tight ends a little bit. We've got uh, we have the two expensive guys. We have Kelsey and Waller, eighty two hundred and seventy four hundred. Obviously, I don't think we need to talk about them too much. They're both really good, uh, but they're priced like really expensive receivers. And with Kelsey and and Waller, I mean that's probably where they should be priced. Yeah, we get this interesting group of of players like in between forty eight hundred and fifty five hundred. There's like five of them. We've got Gronk. We have Hawkinson at 5,200 who's been fantastic so far. Yeah. The, the number one guy in that, in that pass offense very, very clearly. Um, Mark Andrews is 5,000. Kyle Pitts, who looked good last week, is 4,900. Noah Fant's 4,800. Like, I think all five of these guys are playable. Where are you going at tight end this week as you kind of parse through these, these mid-range guys? Yeah, I think that group sticks out more than, than any of them. I think Hawkinson, obviously the matchup is horrific uh, playing against the Baltimore defense. So – should, I don't know if that push- should have to throw at least though. Yes. Like, there is that. And you know, he, he did really well against the 49ers uh, defense. He has 19 targets the first couple of weeks. Like that's, that's a lot for this price. Yeah. Yeah. But I think ultimately like Pitts again is where everybody like wants to go. Like I think nobody wants to miss yes, that's, like Pitts is coming out party. It's a really good point. I think that you don't want to be when Pitts goes, you know, eight for one Oh two and two touchdowns. You don't want to have missed it and had played him earlier. So yeah, that, right. that makes sense. And he, he looked good last week that when they even like did get in the ball, he looked, he looked really good. Yeah. I mean, he looked like what we're expecting him to be. And so yeah, that's why you play Matt Ryan, <laughs> right? You love Matt Ryan. <laughs> I love talking about Matt Ryan. Yeah. You totally love talking about Matt Ryan. Um, I'm losing money with him. It's tough range though. I think that there's enough guys in here. Nobody's going to be like, nobody's going to gravitate towards one. Maybe, maybe people play Gronk most, but I think that uh, there's when you get the five guys in this range, I think it spreads them out, and I think you kind of pick the one you like best. I think mine's Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You just have to. I mean, the expectation is they're losing enough that yeah. that Goff is throwing all the time, but and that that's in play. Baltimore's given up 100 yards to a tight end in both of the first two weeks, too. Granted, it was Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, but um, talk about going through the tight end gauntlet. My God, yeah, Baltimore's really. going to play the. Th- Three of the four best, the five best tight ends in the first three weeks. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, and then Noah Fant, I think he's going to get lost in here. He's 4,800. Um, 14 targets so far. He had a touchdown last week. I think he's uh, just a solid play in this. You know, We don't know how much they're going to have to throw against the Jets, but 
Um, I think Fant works too, and probably probably lower percentage than the other four guys here. Where do you fall with Tyler Higby? He had one target last week. Like that scares me a little bit. I just he was so first week he looked so good and so involved. Yeah. Uh, maybe there was just a weird game last week and he's involved, but uh, I don't know. I think I like this other guys in this batch a little bit more. That's fair. Would you pair him like if you had like would you play Stafford Woods Higby? Like yeah, a full I mean, cup fade while still getting everything from the Rams. And Higby's four thousand, so he's yeah. he actually cheaper than this range. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that works. If you just kind of figure last week was weird against Indy, and um, you know, kind of all Cooper Cup, and it was a weird, it was kind of a weird game anyway. Yeah, but one reception for eight yards. Um, yeah, I think that works. I think that works in a uh, in a Rams stack, and you come back on the other end. I think that's uh, at four thousand. I think that works. Yeah, no, I think that absolutely is the right move, and. The guy who is not going to work is uh, Tyler Croft. I'm like offended that you ever mentioned him, and I just want this was, on the record that he's he was not. De- he was decent that first game, wasn't he? Um, I don't really see any punt uh, punt options this week at tight end. Like, the, I guess people could go to Max Williams, who had a big game last week for Arizona, seven for 94 on seven targets, but he had he had one target week one. I don't think he'd ever had more than three targets in a game or something. I saw a stat that was like he never had more than like three catches for sure. Um, that one more felt kind of weird targets. to me. What's that? More X's than targets. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just, uh, there weren't any like tight end. Usually there's like a, a punt or two tight end that I kind of like. Uh, I think Mac Williams, Max Williams is kind of a one-time fluke. I wouldn't go back there. I think if I were going to, if I were going to do it, I just, I'd find the 4,000 to get to Higby or I'd find a little bit more to get to some of these other guys. I think that uh, mid-range tight end is the way to go this week. Yeah. I was going to attempt to like make a case for one of the Titans tight ends, but I can't. Yeah, and Ferkser's kind of been a little banged up. Yep. I, I can't go there. Um, so wide receiver, before we get out of here, we talked about the mid-range guys. Um, are they cheap wide receivers this week? Like, let's go like, I don't know, 4,500 and below. Like, who are you Who are you looking in there to kind of like, I need to get, uh, I need to save some money here. I want to find one spot, get a piece of one of these big games. Uh, what were you doing at uh, wide receiver this week? Well, I mentioned before, but like, let's go with KJ Osborne, man, from the Vikings. Like, Why is he, why is he still 3,500? Like, I'm surprised he is. He has... The snap target uh, snap share dropped last week. He went from 67 to 36, but five for 91 and still six targets. They're playing a lot of three wide receiver sets in a game that they're going to have to score points. Like it's a, it's a nice spot. Yeah, no, I think he absolutely is the one for me, at least that stuck out from that really cheap range, especially because I mean, not that you don't play him with Jefferson or Thielen, but it's like, if everybody's like, man, I don't know which one to play. Just take the third guy and hope that those two, you know, that everything goes through or enough goes through him that it pays off. But he's so cheap that if you want to play, you know, obviously Cousins, Thielen and Osborne or Jefferson and Osborne, like you can do it. And like I said, it's cheap enough. There's You still have a run back option. So he's he's the one that came out to me just in terms of like potential opportunity and cost. Yeah, he. I had him highlighted here too. The other two that I liked under four thousand were both kind of you know get a little piece of the big scoring game kind of guys. Um, the first is McCole Hardman, thirty nine hundred. Yep. We talk about him every week just because he's in the Chiefs' <laughs> offense, but he had eight targets last week. Like yeah. it's a really good sign for a guy that if he does catch the ball like in a little bit of space, like he's gone. Like he's, there's yep. no doubt he has a ton of speed. He's five fifty five last week, which is not great, but like a thirty nine hundred, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over getting double digits, right? But um, I think you you have him for the fact that he's getting some targets, but he could also bust a big one. And then do you want to go even further down at 3,400? Van Jefferson with the Rams. You want another piece of a big scoring game. He was only one for one catch 14 yards last week. He had a big play for week, week one, but 
He played 54 snaps last week. And if uh, you're going to give me someone at 3,400 who's on the field a ton in a game where you think they're going to throw the ball a lot because of the way the defense is, um, he should play a lot. They're going to throw a lot. Like it just, I think that kind of works at 3,400 too. Who needs Tyler Higby? Exactly. Right. You get to go Van Jefferson instead. I like it. Um, and the other guy down here was 4,300, a little more expensive. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Darnell Mooney, um, 15 targets last week. I think the offense opens up a little bit with uh, Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> Still, you got it. You got I'm it. Still, I'm still mad at myself for that one. Um, I can't even think Josh Fields for like two years for the White Sox. Like, I don't even know why he's in my head, but um, he's 4,300. <laughs> was, he was he ever on the A's? No, no, if he was like on the A's, if he was on the A's, he would have gone, uh, he would have hit 100 in uh, in September as they blew playoff chances, though. Hmm. I'm not bitter at all right now. Don't worry. Not bitter. Baseball has been not good for me the last month. Um, but Mooney's 4,300, 15 targets. I think he's a pretty a guy that I think we, we talked about last year. Like, he can get open. He can get behind yeah. guys. I think Fields takes a couple shots with him. I think at 4,300, he's a guy that uh, you can really it's, – it's a it's a GPP kind of guy where you're going to need to hit that big play. But I think he's a guy that uh, you can't get to – I, I say guy one more time and kill myself. But um, I think he's uh, he's someone that can hit the big play and is, uh, is with a quarterback now that, that kind of fits who he is. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. It's, he's one of those like talent guys that like every week you should just be looking at just in yeah. case because he can definitely, you know, get deep and catch anything. Yeah, I like uh, I like those guys, and I think that uh, you're getting piece of these pieces of these big games uh, for really cheap is something that I like to do. Just, just you're going to get points, and we don't know where it's going to come from. And you get some talented guys that are going to be on the field a lot. I think that just works well. Yep, absolutely. What about uh, fishing up here? Any defenses this week? Uh, you're usually better with like the cheaper defenses. Where are you going on uh, defense this week? <laughs> I'm better, and I think I've had back-to-back negative defenses. Actually, no. Who did I take last week? Last week was okay. The Bears were okay. Yeah. Um, so they're not that. And frankly, the Bears this week against Baker, like I think Baker Mayfield is a quarterback that you can target. Um, you know, they obviously would prefer to run the ball, but like when he throws, it's, you know, we, we've seen defenses succeed against the Browns, so I think it's okay. Yeah, uh, to go that way. Uh, we talked about how much we like Daniel Jones, but like, and the Falcons' defense is horrific. But twenty five hundred against Daniel Jones doesn't seem so bad, right? It doesn't until you realize it's the Falcons. <laughs> there's enough. There's, totally like, there's enough that are closer that I think I can go with. That okay. I don't think I have to get quite there, but yeah, I mean, you give me a defense that cheap, and Daniel Jones is going to make. He's going to fumble at some point, right? Like, there's just right. kind of a way that it works, but. Um, I think you Super, could put Tennessee in that range also. That was, with, that was the one I was about to say. Okay. If, if Jacob Eason plays, they're 2,400. Their defense is bad, but like Jacob Eason's going to make some mistakes, right? I, I just, uh, but in terms of other defenses, like I feel like Arizona's priced cheaper than I thought they'd be this week. They're at Jacksonville. They're only 3,000. Um, they had six sacks. Weeks. We, we talked about uh, Chandler Jones all the sacks week one. They didn't really do much last week, but Trevor Lawrence has thrown five interceptions. He clearly is not comfortable back there. I think at 3,000, you get a chance for a big play there. Um, same kind of thought. I like Justin, Justin fields a lot, but, um, Cleveland at 3,200 against the quarterback making his first start. You got to think that maybe they can get some pressure on him, force him in some mistakes. Um, I think they're playable 3,200. I think a lot of people are going to probably play Baltimore. Their defense hasn't been great so far, but you know, they played Kansas city last week. They're playing at Detroit 3,600. If they force Jared Goff into passing the whole second half, I think that price could work also. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good price for a defense that we know can, you know, take, uh, take turnovers to the house. So like that's, I'd, uh, I'd have to think they're at 13 of their most, they're the most popular at that price. Yeah. They're probably up there. It's so funny. Cause I like so rarely look up there that I'm just like, Oh, I guess everybody could play them. But like, why not spend a thousand dollars less for two fantasy points? Right. <laughs> 
Um, and then De- I mean Denver against the against the Jets is obviously the one that I think everybody will love, but they're forty three hundred, so I think that probably limits their limits their percentage a little bit. Yeah, I mean Kyle Wilson has given us every reason to think that forty three hundred actually isn't that bad. So uh, that is. Uh, did I say Kyle is, Wilson. You did say Kyle Wilson. I was like, uh, who was a Jet? I was like, I don't even know who Kyle Wilson is. <sighs> Sorry, Zach. I don't, you don't need to apologize for Zach quite yet. He's that's a lot of bad throws last week. Yeah. The worst part is Kyle wasn't a quarterback and or a cornerback and cornerback, never picked yeah. off a pass. So like it was the opposite of, of Zach. But anyway. Are you uh, are you super concerned about your second overall pick through uh through two weeks? No. no. Okay. So because I, I I joke about New York fans, but I know some people are like already freaking out, like, did we screw this up? We should have taken Justin Fields. Like we it's two games. Like we gotta we gotta mellow out a little bit, right? I think as soon as they got out of the first pick, there there was no we lost all ability to complain about who they took. Yeah, now, but as you, as you look back, there's gonna be some quarterbacks in this class gonna be really good. It's gonna be uh, I yeah. Know, I don't know who they're I gonna be. Yeah. yeah, I hope so too. Um, although Trevor Lawrence looks terrible so far too. So it, playing for a bad team as a rookie quarterback is really hard. Like it's just a different level playing in the NFL, and it, it, there's some guys who walk right in and play well, but it's it's tough. Before we get off that, what do you think about the Bengals against Roethlisberger? Oh, I like that one. I'm going to give Marcus and chat another shout out here because he's the one who said it. But like, actually, I don't know. Like I said, I look at like other quarterbacks. Like that's why I was okay. They're 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 2100. Right. And then like the Titan, we said the Titans, like if, if you're playing against like a broken Carson Wentz, 2400 for that defense doesn't seem so bad, even though they've been. Who didn't sure. just sprain one ankle, but sprained both. both. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. And obviously, if, if Easton plays. Yeah, I think Cincinnati's interesting. I mean, I just think the problem with there is that, like, Pittsburgh throws every pass four yards. So yeah. it's like you don't have that. They're not pushing the ball down. Like, it used to be with Ben. It used to be like, oh, he pushed him on the field, and you get some some awful passes that would you know, intercept it. But, like, they're throwing so many short passes. Like, they, they throw the ball deep to Claypool maybe a couple times, but just they're not really risky right now. And I, I like risky when I'm going to play. When I'm going to play a chief defense, I want someone that – the defense might not be good. At least I'm getting a quarterback that makes some mistakes. So, um, Well – They're cheap. I mean, the, the price is certainly right. Yeah. And on the total opposite price spectrum, like speaking of mistakes, we were to- obviously talking about the Broncos against Wilson, but like Bill Belichick against Janice yeah. Winston. I was to say 3,100 for, uh, for New England I think is a, a good play too. I think that uh, – New Orleans looks so bad last week, and I, I think they're trying to keep the reins on Jameis. But at some point, Jameis can be like, "Screw it, I'm I'm throwing the ball," and he doesn't have to throw the ball too really. But uh, yeah, I think New England can work too. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to go. Um, I think if I was going to do that, I'd probably still still play Arizona for three thousand though. Yeah, just like paying up. Well, no, uh, Patriots are forty one hundred, not even thirty. Oh, they, I thought they're thirty one hundred. No, they're really expensive. So like, I don't know. Uh, Spending up for a defense is always crazy to me. But uh, yeah, sorry, I read that one wrong on New, on New England. Um, I'd go. I'd go Denver at forty three before you would. Okay, forty one. Yeah. I just sorry, sorry Zach Wilson slash Kyle Kyle Wilson slash Josh Fields, um, we're all over the place. But Roughly any, right. anybody we else? Football team. We did say football team. I, I it took only took me a year and a half, but we're getting close there. <laughs> yeah, with baseball next year with Cleveland, it's gonna be really hard for me too. It's gonna be Ugh. the Guardians. Is Guardians, really, right? Really yeah. tough to come out of my mouth during during baseball podcasts. Sorry to Jeff Erickson for that one. Um, and I'm, I'm going to butcher that one a lot. But anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like we kind of hit all the uh, all the big ones. I do uh, uh, Rams and Seahawks stacks, I think, is the way that uh, for passing games I'm going. I think I'm going a lot of Stafford Woods, Woods with either Woods or Cup, and a lot of Wilson and, uh, and Metcalf and kind of starting my teams there. Yeah, I think thankfully there are enough 
high total games where we don't have to, you know, that nobody's going to be so popular that we're yeah. like, I can't play them. So we'll just go that way. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. The, the, there's going to be some high-scoring, fun games. I mean, Rams-Buccaneers is like a potential NFC Championship uh, preview. Like, those are two really good teams. Uh, we got some fun uh, some fun games. And then, uh, you know, you got Broncos-Jets. It's, it's, it's great. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. We always appreciate that. If you could please rate and review the podcast, we really appreciate that, too. It goes a long way towards helping people find the podcast, et cetera. You want to follow Andrew on Twitter? He is at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, hit us up on there with any questions. Obviously, as as injury news comes out, uh, Friday and Saturday stuff will change a little bit. You know, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, uh, T. Higgins, a lot of guys that are questionable. Obviously, we want to see Lamar Jackson, um, you know, play uh, practice today, so we can feel better about that one too. Um, definitely hit us up on there if you have any questions as things change. Other than that, hope everybody has a good week three. We'll be at you uh, next Friday for week four. Take care.